Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. Brad and Ray are with you. Hopefully, our guests will be joining us soon. Uh, they are in a very different time zone, so sometimes those things, you know, can lead to some back and forth or, you know, make things interesting, right? Keep it spicy. One so, of our longest distance. Right. Yes. Right. That's a that's a long walk to make it to the Storm Cellar. So <laughs> you can understand if, if <laughs> you can understand if she's a little bit late. But we uh, we have plenty to talk about here, Brad. And goodness, what a month! And I'm still, I think, recovering from our Thursday night game myself. I like right. But we don't want to jump too far ahead. Let's let's take a look at uh, February, which has been pretty darn good. Like we're we're holding steady, getting more breathing room from the rest of the pack trying to battle to get into the playoffs. What a mess in the East uh wild card race. Like who there are a lot of teams looking for one spot, and we're getting closer to that point where the spots or the teams, at least, that will be involved seem to be setting up already. Yeah, which is pretty, which is pretty telling. Like it, this is the race to the finish right now. There's about twenty some odd games left. So, yeah. You know, almost not quite two weeks to the trade deadline as well, right? So yeah, there's the next, another thing too. Yeah, the next few days you're going to start seeing, you know, people starting to decide if they're buyers or sellers. Yeah, and but you know, if things are going to start happening, you know, later this week that will start to kind of sort itself out. But for February, the Canes, it's funny they've they've won two and lost one each week so far, and they have three games this week. So I'd love to break that streak and like just win three like that. Can we just make it easier? Just win (laughs) three three in a row. row, Yeah. Yeah. And it's also as of the Panthers game, the Panthers game was a great start to what I was, you know, I got to come up with a name for it, but it seems like it's happened a few times the last couple of years. Every Thursday for the rest of the season, we have a game. Really? Until I think until the very last week. Yeah. I think like the the NHL schedule for us, eh? Yeah, the uh, we have one this Thursday, then we have one the seventh, the fourteenth, the twenty eighth of March, and then we have one in the first week of April, and then there's a week, and then nothing. So it's kind of I don't know, it's kind of fun. It is kind of mentally be like, hey, it's Thursday, games are playing. I don't even have to think about it, but yeah, you know what I was wondering about is how many more. you know, back-to-back games were set up for on the rest of the way because, look, uh, you know, playing the Stars last night later than normal because it was it was like an eight o'clock start for mm-hmm. for us, and then to turn around and you got a six o'clock start now uh, against Buffalo in Buffalo. So not only was it back-to-back, but it's travel. And under 24 hours, you're going to be on the ice playing playing an important yeah. game again. So tough, tough turnaround. Yeah, and the, luckily for us, the, the Skeddy favors us, right? We're on the road for three this week. Then you come back on the March 2nd against Winnipeg. But you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight home games in March and only oh, right. seven away games. 
uh, one back-to-back. You have Philly on the 21st, and then the Capitals on the 22nd, which is mm. it's the Capitals. They should be sellers at that point, so hopefully they're be. going through the motions. And then you have a second back-to-back. It's a it's a both at uh, PNC. You have the Bruins on the fourth, and then the Capitals on the fifth. So should the good news is you're not you're not fighting like a divisional opponent that's going to matter on yeah. either of those back to back. You know what I mean? True enough. And and but mostly home games from here on out. We know the Hurricanes play a lot of road games early, and um, we we finished the season on the road. The last four games are on the road, but the previous uh the previous three or four I think are at home. So it's you know it all evens out. But yeah, all it always does, right? It always kind of shakes out. It's always stuff. ends up being forty one and forty one. So yeah, and and let me tell you the. Uh, uh, it was uh, February was really, really good for the Canes just because we kind of, this is where we kind of separate the wheat from the chaff kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It just, uh, we're breathing easier now. It, now it's not so much, are we going to get in? Now it's, you know, who, who are we going to be squaring off against? we are going to be in the playoffs like the it's it's not a hundred percent assurity but really close like there's not yeah. too many predictions that say that the hurricanes are, are not going to be in the playoffs now they just everyone seems to be on point now guys like orloff who in the past month has played much much better is mm-hmm. tuned into the system same goes for bunting right bunting is feeling better about his game and stuff like that. I, this is, I mean, Jalen Chatfield who, you know, injured after that kind of big collision, which was against the stars. I thought, right. Yeah, I think so. I think he was out for all three this week. He was out for all three, which, uh, you know, Take it as uh, making lemonade out of lemons, I guess. If if you have to have uh, D'Angelo in the lineup, I'll say this: he he wasn't he wasn't terrible. Not he seems very... he seems to have gotten something from sitting in the press box. Like he's yeah. The, the, here's the downside: defensively, he's been much better. Yep, he's not been great. He's not Chatfield. I wouldn't put him in over Chats, but. But he's he's been serviceable, but he's gotten zero points too, right? I think. Yeah. So, well, and that there's the there's the rub, right? Because you, real, you are you are now a Ted Lasso guy. Okay. He's season two, uh, Jamie Tart. When Jamie's like, like, what's wrong with me, Roy? Coach me, Roy. And he looks at coach. He says, "You messed him up. Yeah. <laughs> you made him stop being." You know, a certain type of person, and right. and now he's all a teammate and stuff. Like that's what's happened. He's he's yeah. not he's playing fine, but you know, no no points. But he's not he's not making a lot of egregious errors. Well, I've seen a couple, but I've seen a couple from a bunch of guys. So that's yeah yeah that's yeah totally is what it is. We still have to try to figure out how to work that segment into the show, right? Ted Lasso comparison to what the that, like, players. I don't know, maybe. I wonder if my I wonder if uh if Mike Salarte is a, a Ted Lasso guy. He might he's be. coming on as for our playoff preview. That maybe that would be a that would be outstanding. That yeah. would be good fun. 
but, but you're right. It's the so the standings have shaken out, right? So New York's been on a heater. They've they've won Ooh, ten straight. Ten straight. Yikes. So now you're getting to a point where catching them is it, it's not that it's not possible. It's just not probable. Yeah, exactly. But that also means you're not playing, you know, Detroit or probably Tampa Bay round one, right. which isn't the worst thing in the world, right? So as if things continue to progress the way they're progressing, it'll be the Hurricanes and Flyers in round one. The wild card is really the only thing not set in the East. Yeah. And it's see, it's amazing to me. So Pittsburgh has four fewer games than the Flyers, and they're 10 points behind. They're not they out could, of it. No, they, they could in. catch them. Like now they now they have players on injury. You know, I, they're not going to catch them, I don't think. But I'm just saying, like, by the numbers, they shouldn't give up just yet. No. Unless they want to send a Sidney Crosby, in which case, well, fine, we'll they, take him. Like, yeah. whatever. We'll take him for a rental for a year. <laughs> sure, Get him off your hands. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, you still have technically the Islanders, Capitals, Devils, Lightning, Wings, and sort of kind of the Penguins fighting yeah. for two spots. Yikes. That's a, that's a lot of competition. And for the Pens... They, I mean, the name Gunsel comes up big for the Penguins. They has been a lot of talk about, you know, should I stay or should I go with Gunsel? And what a pickup that would be to really any team. There's a lot of people that would love to see. But Pittsburgh's right there at that spot where eh, are we going for it or not? And a lot of that going for it or not has to do with, you know, how many more years do we have Sid? Yeah. You know, uh, we, we, we want to win this for Sid. And and then of course, you know, uh, we got Latang. We got all of these older players that have been with the team for a very long time who might be in the areas where they would be. It, it's so hard to believe that, you know, Crosby could be anything but a penguin. I just. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't I, I, he might. It, it's so very rare to have players put on one jersey and stay their entire career. That's mm-hmm. just one that I just don't see going anywhere. But what about, you know, but what about Latang? What about Carlson moving again? I mean, all yeah. of these things are, you know. And they're all up in the air now. Yeah. And what, I mean, what's kind of making it not worse, but just interesting is they're, they're all very middling, you know, yeah. uh, the last 10, you know, uh, lightning five, five and oh, devils five, four and one capitals, four, three and three Islanders, three, four and three penguins, four, four, two. They're all kind of like, eh. and they're cannibalizing you know? each other. You know, right. What I'm <laughs> like everyone's, exactly. like, just you know, the Islanders, yeah, the Islanders might beat, you know, the Pens, but then they'll turn around and lose to the Caps. And it just switches all over the place. And yeah, it's just a round robin for them right now. It is. It is. And no one's actually asserting themselves. Right. Detroit's dominate. the only one in that group. And I and I kind of left them out because they've gone 7-2-1 and one and are now wildcard yeah. one. Because I guess they want to play, you know. That's a that's you know what they're playing really quite well lately, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Like what it, they would be interesting 
getting big turnaround for them this year. Yeah, it would be. It would really, really be. And still, uh, the big turnaround, and they didn't do us a favor last night reeling in the Rangers. But the Flyers, man, Tortorella, again, is doing such a, a great job getting them lined up. You know what I mean? And it's one thing that we really enjoy. Um, but there is something that we enjoy even better. And that's when uh, our guests make <laughs> it from a long trip, a yeah. long <laughs> trip. Keratu just walks in the door from Finland. She walked from Finland all the way into our storm cellar. Caratu, there may have been some swimming before. involved. Yeah, about a little bit of swimming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we're always happy to have you. Caratu, how are you doing? Hi. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Just been uh, really uh, busy this week. Sure. Life is so is crazy sometimes, you know what I mean? Like where you're just busy, you got so much on the go, so much juggling. The fact that you've parsed out a little bit of time to join us, that makes us feel special. We certainly enjoy Mm -hmm. that, that we, you know, you, you've got time for us. How has it, how has it been like, you know, what, what, Let's get your job. We we've heard your story before, so let's talk about the last time we talked, which is about a year ago. Uh, how yeah. have things been for you? What do you what are you thinking of the of the club so far? Mm. Oh, you mean the games? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's uh yeah. They've mostly been fine. Uh a little bit of struggling start. And uh, it's kind of right now. It looks pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. What What was the What was the hardest part about the struggle at the start? I don't know Brad and I were a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth, and like we were really upset because yeah. no one seemed to get it going. I have it right. Were What was your take on the the start of the season? Was it the addition of new players? Was it like what do, What do you think? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I think it kind of started to click at some point just, but uh, it was, um, well, it seemed like uh, almost, no, no, almost like uh, nothing was working. Like yeah. well, we, we've had a, uh, like a struggles with power, power play before, but it's always been great at PK. And even that was, that was like pretty horrible to watch. Oh, it was. Watch <laughs> at the start of the season. Yeah. So. Those are late when, hours for you to be staying up late and seeing that kind of power play. It's got to be really <laughs> frustrating. You know, why am I staying up for this? I can see that for sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah, anyway, continue. Like Sorry. That. Yeah. Um. Now, look, we haven't talked to you since last year, but last year you were kind of in our neck of the woods you came down for the stadium series game. Yeah. How, how, how did you like yeah. that? That was insane. Was I wish we could have caught up with you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy day. Uh, it, yeah, it was awesome. And like, uh, we were, it was, yeah, it was really awesome. And, uh, 
Well, our seats were kind of like, you were kind of low, but we were so at the other end, so much at the other end that it was kind of, when uh, when the play was at the other side of the ring, it was kind of like, well, I really can't see much. But Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We're, now, were you behind the, were you behind the band or were you like, you when you were on one end of the ice, were you like, was the band in front of you or? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of was. Son of son of a gun. I was just a little bit further behind you. I wish I would have <laughs> yeah. known that you were there because I was yeah. I was just a little bit behind you. I was behind the uh, behind the band, which I thought was sensational. Everything about it was fun. I mean, I'm sure you got in with uh, with the the, uh, you know, tailgating. I mean, the tailgating was amazing yeah yeah yeah. i came like uh stadium series was saturday and i came like uh at monday so i was there like uh oh, almost a week before week. Yeah. yeah she nice. was right behind me during the hall of fame game like two rows no like right right like right behind us yeah that's outstanding too that's so that's so great the the trips uh like talk the trips themselves it's got to feel good when you when you get into that rink and to be amongst the other fans you got to feel that energy right yeah definitely it was like yeah yeah it was it was special <laughs> well look and it, it, real quick i was gonna say ray i mean some people have trouble going to away games like just here in the states right like it's you know it's i mean it's expensive it's time consuming and that's you know a couple hours away a couple of states away like i know uh, like Linnea just got on a flight back to finland this morning you know she was here for a week and oh, so wow. for for folks like you know like she actually to come... didn't go finland yet oh okay oh she's going somewhere else first <laughs> yeah see she, she's going to dallas now oh i oh. see i didn't i didn't even know i i saw that uh that yeah she was dropped off at rdu but the dedication for for y'all to f- like fly halfway around the world to come see that you know to come see you know your team play and everything i think is just really you know shows what dedicated hardcore fans people are it's and it shows that there you know there is something about sport that's bigger than just wins and losses right it's it's about community it's yeah. about some of these other things and because people wouldn't travel you know you wouldn't put in i assume did you watch the game last night uh, I watched this morning for it, you, but I, I was so tired <laughs> that I have to go back, go to bed like after the first period. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, even to do that though, right. To stay up until, cause you're seven hours ahead. We figured out. So, you know, the game's coming yeah. on in the middle of the morning for you. Like it, it's just always phenomenal to me, like how, you know, how dedicated people are. You know, we, we joke about, I joke cause I like the West coast games here where the, you know, it's a 10 PM start time for me. And some people are like, oh, it's the worst. And I'm like, but y'all have it worse because <laughs> games started like you, you have to go to bed and then get up and then watch some of the game. And then I like, go back to bed. It's just unreal. That's tough. That's tough. But you're that's you know what? Caratu's a, a caniac through and through. Brad, do we do we do our do we do the special thing that we'll do with our guests now? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this here. Yeah. So so uh, care to you know here in the in the storm cellar we've always tried to make the show a little bit better, a little bit brighter every every show, and because yeah. you are a guest that has joined us in the past, I think 
it's a this is a really cool talking point that we're going to have three questions for our guests who join us it's the same three questions we'll ask all of them and see you know where they go and now you'll have to forgive my uh you'll have to forgive my uh memory because this first question i know you've answered it before but i've got to ask it again first question is who is your favorite player on this squad uh sebastian ajo sebastian ajo excellent brad who is your favorite sebastian goff like sebastian no doubt i too i too i love fishy ajo is just outstanding uh he makes my days great when i can watch him play here's the second question now would if would you trade aho if it meant a guaranteed stanley cup win this year mm, that's bad but uh uh no oh very good okay and i'm kind of the same with aho i don't think i could send him away to guarantee a stanley cup brad Spetch. see like these are always fun, right? Because this go this always go around social media, and and every like no everybody has very valid you know valid opinions on this because it's it's tough, right? Yeah. And mm, see, when it's your favorite player, that's the harder choice for me, right? Yeah. Because like we have Svetch for like six more years already locked up, and he's so <laughs> fun to watch. So I, I don't know that I could do it like. You know, I mean, no, no offense to like Pesci, but if it was like Pesci where like he's in the last year of his deal or something, I'd be like, yeah, like that's different. But, you know, but two years into an eight year contract, I think we are like, yeah, I don't I don't think I could do it. It's the emotional ties that fans have with the players that that make it so hard. If you can think of it strictly business, I'm pretty sure you 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 would right because you want to enjoy that and all the rest of it here's the last question and the it's going to be the same three questions if care to we could guarantee a stanley cup victory this season but you had to have five consecutive years of the dark days like we used to have i know playoffs no playoffs. Yeah. Would you accept it? Would you take the victory or would you prefer to keep your chances of still getting into the playoffs and trying it the good old fashioned way, going out and earning it rather than just having it guaranteed? <laughs> what do you think? That's got a really hard question because, like, uh, and I kind of think I would. Accept yeah, it. yeah, because like it, winning kind of winning like it it requires like uh, sacrifices and losing before, and not that we haven't done it already, but yeah, like, yep. that's a that's that's yeah, great. But it's kind of like it's kind of like if it would actually guarantee it, yeah, I think it would be worth it at the end. There you go, Brad. What do you think? Um, I would. And I'll give you a couple of reasons. Okay. So one, it's this franchise's fan base is now healthy enough that you could survive five years. That's yeah. one. 
Uh, Winnipeg is one of the top teams in the league, and their attendance is at the bottom. Yeah, and like the NHL struggling. has taken notice. So if I'm if I'm an if I'm a Jets fan, I would say no because you might win this year, but fans aren't coming out. And if they know that you're not going to get in the playoffs for five years, they're they're not going to invest, right? Yeah. But the Hurricanes fan base, 50 straight shutouts. So this fan base is at a point where you could do that and not have to worry about the franchise moving, right? That, that's a big yeah. one. Yeah, that stat blew my mind. 50 straight sellouts. That is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. that's so great. And it, it's a testament to yeah. uh, how in into the area the Hurricanes are. Like, everyone's and, joining. Yeah, and to be fair... Most teams before they get really good are really bad, right? You need those high draft picks. Yeah. So if you know that you're yeah. getting five straight years of good draft picks because you stunk, like that just means that six year, you're probably making a run. Not not maybe not, you know, maybe you won't maybe not be cup ready, but will you get a couple of playoff rounds? Yeah, if you're not the Leafs, yeah, you probably will. It's cyclical. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. You're just guaranteeing the cycle. That's all. That's that, there you, know, you go. Water is wet. Point. That's right. That's right. Uh, for me, I think uh, I got to tell you, I really, really love the excitement of the playoffs and knowing that the Carolina Hurricanes are among the big hitters of the league. Like we're we're up there with the big boys, with the favorites, the contenders, every single year. And when you say guarantee, yes, that feels good. But there's a part of me that says, man, I remember not only the dark days here, but the dark days with Hartford. You know, and it was it was tough. It was tough, and I. I don't like the idea of all all of the you know the fans who have been shelling out their money and getting out there every night making it the loudest barn in the you know in the league and then not having the excitement that we have every night every night going in knowing that you've got a really good chance to win a game because you've got a great team it would be really hard to see players like Aho, Svechnikov, uh, Taravainen, Kachekov, all playing on a team that's not making the playoffs. That would be really, really hard to look at, and it might mean losing them in the future for them going to better places. I'm, I'm kind of of the no. I would say I would say no. I would prefer to have a team that has always got a chance legitimately every year to win because winning is better than losing. <laughs> and that for those tough days, uh, first of all, if we had 5 years of sad times and the dark days, we don't have Rod. Rod would be moved on he would be he would be fired because he lost the room somehow which you can't imagine so you lose your coach 
every year at the trade deadline, everyone would be swinging around the canes like vultures. Hmm, <laughs> who can we get this time? Like, let's let's try to pick off Aho. They'll probably they're desperate. They'll they'll want to pick. You know what I mean? I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. So it's. It's tough. That's a very tough question. It's a segment we're going to do with all of our guests. You've heard our choices, Brad and mine, but all of our guests, we're going to ask them that question and get their take, see where they stand. It's just because, you know, it's you know fun. who I really want to ask this question, Ray? Who's that? The teams who have never won a cup. I want to know yeah. what the Panthers, Jackets, Senators, Canucks, Predators, Wild, Sabres, Sharks, who might I'm not sure I'm forgetting somebody. Yeah. I want to know from them, right? Vancouver's been around like 50 years. Buffalo. Yeah. Cause I bet you would find in that fan base there'd be a lot more like, oh yeah. Like we're because we're lucky, right? Because right now we we've had a boon the last, you know, since Rod took over. Sure. If 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 we were on year 14 of the dark days, like I bet all of us would immediately be like, yep, absolutely. Yeah, right? yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, so, I don't no know, question. but yeah, I mean, I, it's always an interesting question because it's just speculative, right? It's, it's, it's silly, but it does kind of give you an idea about, you know, what do people find important and and how how do they look at things, right? Yeah, no question. And you know that the Leafs fans would, they'd say that would, you know, they're guaranteed that they'd have a, a Stanley Cup. They'd turn around and all say, yeah, we've gone fifty six years without. So, yeah. you know, what's, uh, you know, what's another five years, right? Big deal. So and they'd somehow yeah. still blow it, even with a guaranteed win. Like they'd, <laughs> they'd, they'd be up, they'd be up three games to none and they'd still lose in seven. Still and, find and, a way. And like the genie would be like, wow, like how did that even happen? Y'all <laughs> no doubt. Well, now that care, care two's here, let's, uh, let's take a look at, at a closer look at the last three games that we played. Uh, you know, let's let's go to the Hawks game. Um, you know, Spencer Martin was great. He played well in that one. Yeah. Uh, although it was interesting to see the uh, chirping between him and Bedard. They had something kind of going, you know, all game. Yeah. You, you know, like at the at the end of the second intermission, Martin gives him a little tap which turns, you know, a couple players around like they're going to chuck knuckles and stuff like that. It was crazy. Uh, Caratu, that game against the Hawks, uh, what what did you think? Like, it was – Bedard was fun to watch. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, he, yeah. He's talented through and through with the rest of the team. Yeah, it, it was – yeah, it started at uh... – I mean, it was pretty, really fun until the third period when you really had to like seriously, are you gonna blow this again? But like, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun, fun when like Perard tried to like, uh, uh, how do you say it? Like, like tease Martin with something, and then Martin just like it's like really look at the score. Yeah. <laughs> That little point was awesome, right? And then that goal was disallowed, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're like, oh, that you know, even funnier until Bedard scores about a minute later, like, and that's actually yeah. a legit goal. Like he was like, mm. yeah, just the back and forth yeah. was something there. Yeah, I was kind of like, well, you're allowed that, but you're still gonna lose. 
I love it. I love it. Uh, Brad, what was your, what was your take on that Hawks game? I know much like care to for myself, I can say, yeah, when they scored a couple of goals, I was like, and uh, Brad, you'll remember the text. I said, you know what, Rod, call a timeout. Yeah. Call a timeout and reset everyone and remind them that the game is 60 minutes long and they can't just stop playing right <laughs> you know what i mean like you just can't stop because there are some pretty egregious mistakes that resulted in those goals there were um i overall i mean the big thing for me was it was pretty fairly officiated i thought the canes played pretty well you know they, they i don't i never felt the game was really all that much in doubt I mean, it was six to three but they had two power play goals you know which it, it speaks more to the penalties which i mean they were they were penalties but you know, it's I, I I don't know. I I wasn't overly concerned, especially since it was the third period. You know, to get three four goals in the third period and and really try and end that thing would have been ridiculously tough. And as good as Bedard is, it's it's the Bedard show, right? Bedard yeah. is either is either getting points or they're not getting points, right? Whether he's getting you know goals or assists is kind of irrelevant. You know, he's he's driving play up there. So, but it was he fun. Was- it was. I'm I'm glad the NHL has backed off all the Bedard hype a little bit, you know, because right. and, and and I'm not saying they shouldn't try and put their star players out there. They should, but like, you know, when he got his first goal, it's like you know he's only 800 and whatever behind Gretzky, and now oh he's I got two, no he's only 800. <laughs> like no stop, just he's he's a kid, just let him be a kid and have fun playing hockey, and you know, so it was it was fun watching him play. It was fun watching Spencer Martin. You know, some people made a big deal out of the the thing where yeah, he was kind of like scoreboard and you know, the the kid is good, right? So he's probably used to trash talking some and Spencer's, you know, like eh, whatever. Like I I didn't think it was too serious, so I I thought it was I wouldn't say all in good fun, but you know, it, it's not like he was like against like Martian and Kachetkov or something like where, yeah, where it was yeah. serious, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, they're just kind of jawing, like, yeah, that's that's it, fun. It, they chirp. That's what they do. You know what my favorite part was? And I think care to, uh, will like it too, as we both love Aho was the reverse check to Bedard. Yeah. Bedard <laughs> tries to come in and overtake Aho and he sensed it. And then after the game, Aho says, Oh, that was him. Like, that was the best part. Yeah. It was that was so that was so great. He just and a, a solid reverse hit, and it was funny too because uh, I was I was forced to listen to the Chicago feed, and the the broadcasters on the Chicago feed were saying, "Oh, he left his feed on that one too." No, no, no. Hold on. Noted, like, noted goon. Yeah, Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo. As like, wait a Chicago minute. Chicago fans playing. and Rangers fans are <laughs> shaking hands right now and getting out pitchforks. And well, I know it was crazy, but that it was a great hit, and and I think the fans in the building really enjoyed it too. Make no mistake. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, like, pan- go ahead. I don't know what he did, thought was going to happen. Like, Perot is great, but like he's small. Like. Right, <laughs> he's not a big guy before, but he's not anymore. Like, yeah, it's just a loss of the nature. Like, that's a perfect yeah. point. That's a perfect point. And he's like, he's not even uh, like. I mean, yes, he's an adult, but he's not a grown man. He hasn't filled out yet. He's still. Uh, I think we we'll, we all remember Seth Jarvis. Seth Jarvis yeah. before he put on 
the the pounds that he put on here before the start of this season, he got bounced around a lot too. And yeah, dare I say targeted because you know he was playing well, but the bigger guys knew they could lean on him pretty hard and it would slow him down. So Bedard will get the same thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried. Uh, I just say watch for him in the future. He's entertaining to watch. He's quick. It's the speed. When he gets the puck, he's so quick and agile. Crazy. Let's let's talk about the, the Panthers game. The the best, honestly, the best game all year, no question. One of the best regular season games ever. Yeah. It's so exciting. And to have Bobrovsky, I was thinking we were going to get Bobrovsky again. Again. Why is he playing so well against us? He's got something against the Hurricanes. I don't know. Like, he's just, he gets fired up. I mean, he he stunk in Columbus, so maybe that was maybe that was it. I don't know, but Kochekov, who lost his stick a couple of times again, was amazing. And how about Jack being on the doorstep when that one puck looked like it might have gotten through after Kochekov made that huge save? He was there to clear it away and for, you know, prevent the tap in. I mean, everyone was on point. And of course, Fishy scores the game winner. Uh, everything about that game was sensational, including the fans. The fans made that feel. It was, that was playoff. That was playoff games. I've had friends who have texted me, messaged me, said it was nuts in that building. You should have been there and you could feel it from the TV through the TV. You could yeah. feel the excitement. Couldn't you care too? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah, it, it kind of, well, not kind of, it did felt like a revenge game for the playoffs. Yeah. It, the revenge I, game that they should have had a, uh, earlier. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't play that well against the Panthers the last time to be sure. So I'm glad they yeah. showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, fucking finally. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's ab- about friggin' time, no question. Yeah. yeah, I was so I was so happy to see them play that game. Now, did your heart drop when that puck went in the net? Oh, the Lusterinen. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what which, did you, uh, when when you when the me? Panthers scored, but it, it got turned away. Three minutes uh, left, uh, and, yeah. and they finally score that goal. Did your heart stop, or did you know all along it was offside? Some people said, "Yeah, this one's offside." They knew it all along, so it didn't matter. I was yeah. my heart dropped. I was like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty terrible at the, like." I have a hard time understanding when it's offside, even even when they saw it like. Uh, yeah. Even when they saw it like later, I'm like, well, okay, I'll take your word. <laughs> but, uh, I've always had a hard time figuring out when it actually is upside and when it's not. But like, yeah, I didn't because like, I was kind of, I was, I was watching the game because I was kind of, 
But then my, well, I was a little distracted because I was trying to do some schoolwork at the same time. Bad idea, I know. And then I like, but then my, I don't know, was it my internet or the broadcast, but it kept like uh, coming off like all the time. And then oh, I had no. to kind of like uh, come back there. So I, I think I actually missed that one. Oh, wow. Well, be be glad that you did, uh, because I was like, no, this can't be. We played so well. We're going to let them get yeah. a, let, let the Bobrovsky us again. And then we saw the what was funny, Brad, is that I had also heard from a few people that when the goal went in, people started leaving. Oh, like, why are you leaving? This is the this most is three exciting minutes. game Just... ever. There's three minutes left. What could you lose? And you know what's bad about so the the thing that killed me about that loose to run and almost goal was like 30 seconds before Aho himself admitted he missed a quote, oh, you know, an empty netter. Yeah. Right. So he comes down. Aho misses what should be Guaranteed. that goal should be. That should be it. Like the game should be over. And he misses. And then you're like, okay, played for overtime, and then lose to Ryan and scores, and, and it's just deflating, right? And you're like, oh, like this has been such a good game. Like I know this is part of it, but then, and then it's like, okay, like why they're not dropping the puck? Okay, wait a second, like something's going on, and yeah, great call by the Canes, you know, video coaches, because he wasn't yeah. off by more than you know four inches or something, but. Yeah, it is what they it is. It, they caught it right away. So yeah. good on the good on the team yeah. for sure. So and that was such a great game. And Aho going bar down, eighteen seconds left. Uh, and Mike Maniscalco's call too, right? It was Aho yeah. misses the empty netter. He's like, what a nightmare. And then yeah. Aho scores. He goes, you know, from a you know a nightmare to nightmare a dream. Or I forgot how he said it. And <laughs> yeah, you know. But I was like, oh, that's a good call, Mike. That's Mike's. For for the heat, Mike took a couple of years ago when he was first really getting into it day to day, and because he was a little behind the play and some things, but he's new, right? And it's a hard, yeah. hard job. I think Mike has done a phenomenal job the last, particularly this season. But he's clearly worked on you know what he's doing, and, and he 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 and Trip have some really good ones. Yeah, so some of them I, I wonder about the oil, gas, and gravy. I'm still not sure about I, that yeah, one, but I, yeah. but I like the other ones, right? So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, the Stars game, we kind of touched on. I know Kertu saw the first period. Uh, a, a decent game, right? Like, it was it yeah. was all right, Brad. Uh, I'll tell you one guy who I thought went MIA yesterday, and that was Seth Jarvis. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but he did not have his fingerprints on the game the way he normally does. Jarvis is good for like near goals and humongous opportunities three, four times a night, guaranteed. He, he just seems to find himself around the net with the puck. You know what I mean? And he gets a really good opportunity. Last night, he seemed to be struggling a little bit. And, and but, Let's make no mistake. Uh, Dallas plays a tough, tough game. I mean, we we joke care to hear that Dallas Carolina is the men like Finland's men's uh, inter squad game. They have all of these. All of the players are going to be on finland's you know national team every time when they eventually play internationally 
they're all going to be there. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, that's an amazing squad that, that uh, the stars have. So, you know, it was, it's, it, it, it's tough to lose to them, but it not a, not a terrible loss. I don't know if that makes sense. Brad, help me out. Like it doesn't yeah, make sense. So, a, I would still love to see Dallas and the Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup Finals because it'd be just a terrific matchup. It sure would. Be. That being said, the Dallas Stars are probably the worst opponent for the Hurricanes out of any team in the league. They just match up with the Hurricanes line for line, style for style, in ways that just make it hard for Carolina. I mean, they're if you said Brad, you can definitely you know pick one team you definitely don't have to face in the finals. I would pick Dallas over Edmonton or Vegas or any of those other teams because they just match up so well. They sure for do. what we do. You you can't you know even rolling four lines like you can't you can't skate by them. It's you know skate by being a pun there. You missed it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, so I I thought it was a phenomenal game. I'm a little bummed that they lost, but you know can't win them all. You can't win them all. And Rod had Rod said it best. You know, the officiating was not good. No. And as I usually do, it's it's not that the things called against Carolina aren't legit. Like the or like the Orla of interference, I don't think is legit. That's like the one call I'm I'm gonna argue with because even the slow-mo replay in slow-mo speed and time, mm-hmm. it wasn't really a late hit. <laughs> so at full speed, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been that late. My problem is Orlov gets called for interference. And then like the same thing happens like 10 minutes later and there's no call. And I forgot who went to the box for hooking behind the net. You know, Drury maybe it was just a little baby hook. It wasn't even a real hook. And same thing. Then Dallas does it. There's no call. All we, you know, I, I looked it up because Carolina is last between, uh, 2019 and now, they're right in the middle of the league in penalties, right? So they, they've right. accumulated 1,400 minutes worth, or 1,400 penalties is what I'm guessing. This is from StatMuse, which seems fair, right? Because like yeah. we feel like it's unfair, but it's really, you know, they're kind of right there in the middle. It's They're actually on the lower end of all league penalties more recently. And now that's just all penalties, right? That's not, you know, so if you get a lot of game misconducts and fives for fighting and stuff, and some teams do Vegas, then (laughs) you're going to show up higher. Yeah. My biggest problem is, and this is, we've said this before, other people said this, for a puck possession team like the Hurricanes, who just dominate on puck possession, just have the, they have the puck more than their opponents by a lot every game. That is where you look at Colorado, who does the same thing or did the same thing, and they have very few penalties. And you look at the Canes, and they have a ton, which means they're offensive zone penalties. And I just don't understand how the league calls it that way. I mean, and like I said, I'm not saying they're not penalties, but it's not going both ways, right? It's That's the consistency issue. I've, I was trying to explain this to my 10-year-old, and it's impossible, because I'm like, yeah, well, that should be a call, but it should be a call on both ends of the ice. And he's like, well, why don't they call it that way? I'm like, well, because they're human, and I don't know why. Like, yeah, you know, yes. yeah, that's, that's what gets me too. Like, okay, have a strict line, fine, but do it both ways. Yeah, yeah, call, call it. Like, and yeah, because go ahead. 
Yeah, because it's like, it's like playing a lottery every time there should be a penalty that is it it or doesn't, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to explain to him that consistency, you you won't have consistency across an 82-game season necessarily, but you just want to know within this one game, it'll yeah. be fair. And if the next game is called tighter or looser, that's fine as long as it's consistent for both, right? And he, Yeah. It's not, and uh, Kurt, I don't know if you'll know this name, Ray, you probably will. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Stefan Auger, French oh. ref of like the 90s, 2000s, like the worst ref maybe ever in the NHL. Like people hated him. Like people yes. actually, because he was, I mean, he would go up to players and be like, you made me look bad. I'm going to get back at you. And then, and there was a game he called four penalties in the third period on one guy who he thought had made him look foolish. To get, I mean, yeah. yeah, this is not to that level is what I'm getting at. Right. OJ was like out to get people. You know, you're not paranoid if they're really out to get you. That was OJ. Like he was really <laughs> out to get your team. This yeah, is not was. that. This is just, you know, you get a reputation. And so you don't get some of the calls and the Canes, especially coffee in particular, has that reputation deserved or not. And, you know, I would just like to see it. There needs to be some kind of review process that's. It doesn't even have to be public. Like I would like to see the referees, you know, answer questions after the game, like you know, Seth Jarvis and Brendan yeah. Moore have liked. But somewhere along the way, you have to say, okay, these referees are not picked to work the playoffs because they're not as good as the rest. Well, find new referees. I know that's easier said than done, right? It's not an easy yeah. job. You're gonna catch a lot of heat, but you're a professional league. You're yeah. you're yeah. you're supposedly the best hockey league in the world. If you can't find the best refs in the world, what I don't know, pay refs more. I, I don't I don't know what the solution is, but you know, take a couple of you know, take a million in profits and split it amongst the rest as you know the refs as offerings to get better refs. There, there's got to be refs out there who, even if they miss calls, even if they do other things wrong, will at least do it consistently. And I'll take yeah. that over a ref who gets every call, but only for one team or the other, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my soapbox. Yeah, there you go. Care care to what? Where where do you stand on all of that? I I I pretty much agree. Like, uh, yeah, there's go there's there are games that I feel like that the officiating is so bad. Like, I think was it last season when I said that because like I'm a pharmacist and I said that if I would be as bad as them at my job, people would get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no like, kidding. It's a little bit exaggerating, but that's how it feels at some yeah. games. Like, really? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of yeah, the things like, that I always obviously, yeah. Go ahead. Obviously, my my obviously I'm biased most of the time when I watch, but it's still like really. Yeah, we and and as a as fans, we all are. Every fan of a hockey team. They will dispute the penalties called against their team. We never like penalties called against us. I mean, although we do score a lot of shorthanded goals, there were times where we wanted to actually, (laughs) you know, get the penalties so we could score shorthanded goals, but nonetheless, um, but, but you're right. Like there has been times where I think that some of these officials uh, are wanting more, time on the camera and that's the reason why they're calling so many penalties 
And I don't mind if they want their, you know, 15 minutes of camera time in a game. If they want that, they can go ahead and be that way, but call it against everyone. You know, I would like call it evenly against both sides. If you want to be out there calling a ridiculously tight game, which none of us want, look, as a fan, we don't, I, I think it's safe for me to speak for all fans when I say, we don't want refs calling super tight games where every 30 seconds or every two minutes, there's another guy going into the box. No one wants that. Oh, it'd be, it'd be a disaster. It would be a disaster. Yeah. But in the same respect, if they were calling it evenly, then you just say, that's the way this guy calls the game. You know what I mean? So play it ridiculously clean and don't try to sneak those elbows in or the holding or whatever that they all, all players do all of them do it. I was, I mean, you look at the replays that Bally was showing of the, of the game last night with the stars where Robertson, Robertson was giving a hit to, I think Pesci and his elbow went straight to his head. It was a headshot in slow-mo to watch it. It was crazy. Uh, and then they quickly flipped over to uh, KK who had laid a hit on a guy, but he's, like as he was hitting him, he swings his arm up in the momentum of it and hits that guy in the head. I mean, they do it. They make those, they do those things. It happens all the time and it's hard to ref. We said it a lot of times. You couldn't pay me enough to be a ref in the NHL. I don't think you could pay me enough, but real quick, if refs want more camera time, like if if that's what it takes to get good refs, I'm okay with it. Uh, did, did either of you see Garrett Rank call the Blues game the other night? So, oh, yes. So he gets on the mic and he goes, you're not going to like this, but the call on the ice was correct. No <laughs> yeah. and, and I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I like that. I did too. I, I'm okay yeah. with that. Like, like, are those antics? Yes. But A, the crowd got a good laugh. It was funny. And if you're calling a good game and, 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 and refs can do that, and that can be their five minutes of fame for the game. Right. Like that's yeah. I'm I, I thought it was funny. I laughed really hard. I you know, but hilarious. But, yeah, but, but yeah, but you if you're calling the if you're calling a good game, right? If you're calling things, you know, equally both ways. It's yeah, it's I don't know. The whole the whole league needs to re-examine penalties and things. Somebody somebody got penalized the other day for something that happened that wasn't called during the game. And my first thought was, didn't Svestikov get cross-checked in the side so much he was out for two weeks? Like, why? Yeah. Why you know? Why can? Why is this one thing reviewable and this thing isn't after the fact? I uh, it was it's. I, I don't know. We, I, we we could spend hours on on NHL officiating, but we we yeah, absolutely yeah. could. But we're gonna change the topic to something else we could spend hours on, and that is talking about our goaltending. Care to? I don't oh, know yeah. if this is how. I don't know if you felt that, you know, sometime this season, the team needed to make an upgrade in net and make a trade for a goaltender. I'm looking yeah. at it now and saying I was heavily in that. Brad will tell you, and if you've listened to the show, you know I've been pounding the drum. Let's try to get Markstrom. Like that would be uh, uh, the best. Thing. Just like I was pounding the drum for Bo Horvat last year, I was doing it for Markstrom this year. And now, after that Panthers game, watching Kachekov, 
I don't know that Waddell, if he's going to make a trade, is going to need to go after a goaltender. Do you think? Do you think we need to upgrade in net at all? What What's your take? This is a tough question. Uh, well, before the Florida game, I definitely did feel like that. I like I've been rooting really hard, even though I know it wasn't like very li- very. Like likely to happen, but uh, I was rooting really hard that we we should try to get Saros. Oh but like, yeah. Uh, but uh, after the Florida game, it's it's kind of it's hard to say because if he's playing like that, yeah, we definitely don't need another one. But yeah. like, it's kind of like because it hasn't been consistent enough yet to like prove to me that we don't need another goalie, like. Maybe maybe we don't need like a well like Vesina level caliber goalie like Saras yeah. for example, but like but like if Kochetkov isn't uh, that consistent all the time, or if he gets injured like our goalie seems to get all the time, yeah, then we definitely would need someone like at least like decent enough. Uh, I'm 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 with you. I like it's funny. The Panthers game to me kind of put uh put an end to the discussion, but it also opened my eyes because when he put in that great performance, 44 saves, from that point on they started sharing how great he has been of late. Like he's on a bit of a heater himself right now where he's playing just sensational hockey. And yes, he sometimes make makes a few bonehead mistakes and, you know, brain farts, whatever you want to call it. But for the most part, he's been really, really good. I've always seen him as our future, but he's kind of the future is now is the way yeah. he's kind of mm-hmm. proving himself. Brad, where 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 are you at on this? Um, so I'm gonna start by saying I'm very well known for saying you need to have you need to score three goals to win in the National Hockey League. Mm. And Pyotr Kachekov just makes me look foolish in February. Yeah, by getting two one zero games. Right. Uh, that being said, I'm I'm not wrong. Out of the Canes' 34 wins this year. Three of them, they scored less than three goals. There you go. There was yeah. a two-one win in Detroit. There was a you know the and the two the, the one zero overtime and the one zero regulation. So you Crazy. you need to score more than three goals. So what you really need is a goaltender who gives up less than three goals. It's not rocket science, right? Yeah. I said yeah, on social media after that game, he there is no way Don Waddell trades for a goalie now. None. Could check off when he is on is just absolute fire and shows that he can do it. The second part of that is when we talk about Freddie Anderson coming back, I think a lot of people are still in like Freddie Anderson is coming back from an injury mindset and he's not, he's coming back from being sick. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And there's a difference there. It's, it's not like he's, you know, we're coming back and he pulled a groin or something and he has to be cautious with his body. It's, he had blood clots, and now they're gone. And his body, his body physically outside the blood clots, should be in great shape, right? So yeah. So Freddie coming back from an illness is very different than Freddie having to come back from injury and play, right? Great. Spencer Martin has shown he's capable. I'm not saying he's the guy who would want to ride through a playoff run, but is he a serviceable third guy? Yes, no question. 
So what it really comes down to right now is what do we do with Auntie Ranta, who came back and played well after his waiver stint, as short as it was. Yeah. But to me, it feels like he's going to be the odd man out. I don't yeah. see them keeping four guys on the roster. I mean, it's just, it makes no sense. It's, I mean, even in three guys in practice is hard. Like they'll tell you, like, we don't like it. They had four goalies on the ice for practice the other day. It's just, it's just not yeah. an easy thing to do. I think something is going to happen to Ronta, whether he's waived again. At this point, with the rebound he had, if he gets waived, he might get picked up. Because I don't I don't think he's waiver ineligible. I think he has to go through waivers again if he goes back down. So I I see something happening, but I see the Canes getting down to three goalies. I don't see them picking up another goalie. I hope and pray that maybe Don will give us uh some more scoring help. It's still the one weakness that I think we can. And he, I know he talks about like another D man. Are you going to get somebody who plays better than Tony has played as a sub in budget? If you can, great. Like I'm not saying don't, but what's out, you know, who's going to be out there that's an upgrade over D'Angelo defensively. And there's a lot of those, but who's also, you know, cost productive, you know, like it's going to be a good fit. And there's guys, but. Is that the glaring need? I, I don't think so. I, you know, we Rod has had to juggle his lines to get scoring going again. You know, we we if you can bring in yeah. somebody that can that can get some scoring going, and then you can you know get guys back together. Turbo's on the fourth line right now. Like that's that's not where I want Turbo. No, but but it is helping. So it, it's kind of a catch twenty two. But if I'm Don, I I think in Don's mind the goalie. The goalie issue has been put to bed with those, you know, with the last couple of weeks of seeing what Kachekov is capable of. Now it's where can I get better elsewhere if we're going to get better? Because you know he doesn't like to do it. And it's Don. And Don normally tells the truth. And if he says he's not going to do something, he's not. And at the deadline, it would not surprise me to see him pick up a fourth line rental and that be the move, right? That's just how Don works. You know, it Don Don's a strange dichotomy in himself because you hear around the league when anyone's talking about trade opportunities, the hurricanes are kicking the tires, right? You always hear the canes are in on this one. The canes are in on this one. The canes are, he may not make mid season trades, but he's in on every one of them. And I don't know how that makes sense, but he's always trying to find ways to make the team better. You know, I don't I don't think goaltending is a situation any longer. And I've been harsh on Kochetkov. I've been harsh on him. I admit it. But you know what? It, it's just we're in a situation where uh, with the team, it, it's time to win. It's time to to get all those chips into the middle and pick up the person that you need who can guarantee that. Um care to you know brad brought up the defense and so forth uh we have been great on defense where where do we what do we do with that situation seeing chats out for the past three games has really hurt you know what i mean like 
It yeah. makes the it made it forced a change in the pairings, right? Shea's not playing with Pesci, and it's changed everything up. And now you wonder, maybe a defenseman, maybe there is someone in the cards there that you could find that would boost it even more. Where where are you at with that? Yeah, I think uh well basically when everyone is well obviously that's not the case right now, but like when everyone is healthy, I think our defense score is it's <laughs> it's great. And like of course there's been like situations this season when it certainly hasn't looked like that. Yeah. But I like <laughs> I know what they, we know what they can do. Well if I was the one deciding, thankfully I'm not I would just I would throw uh, D'Angelo away because, like, I really don't see a need in him. And I have a, I I was I was when he, we got him back, and I've been pretty happy that he hasn't played that much this season because I think he's horrible at defensively. But like, yeah, but it's like if we would get another defenseman, it's really hard to say who would we who would we get because, like, obviously there's great defenseman in the league, but mm-hmm. like. The best ones aren't available, like ever. No. Now, you know what? Uh, Like Noah Hannafin, who used to be Hurricane, is on the market. And last night, he ended up scoring two goals for the, the Flames against the Oilers in a victory. And the Flames are now finding themselves in that situation where we thought for sure they were going to be sellers. They're trying to work their way back in. They're another team that's very enigmatic for the entire season. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Brad. Like, I mean, we could make a, a, a defense where it's like super defense if you got Hannafin back, right? Like that would be your best defense in the league guaranteed. No questions asked. If you had him in, I mean, it would be bad for Chatfield because Chatfield would probably end up being the odd man out in that situation. And I love Chatfield. I love him. I love that speed that he has, but he might be on the odd end looking out. Um, If you could have a forward, let's look at the forwards. Is there anyone out there that you think would be a nice a nice fit for this team? And who would you give up to get them? Oh, that's a bad question. Uh, <laughs> or good, but bad for me. Good, uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like I said, I was, uh, like I said, I was like, uh, before the Florida game, I was really into getting a goalie and I was, Really, and when we, I was really hoping that we could get Saros because he's like not just an awesome goalie, but he's also an awesome person. And like, uh, well, it's always hard to say who would you give up, especially in a big trade like that. And yeah. like, as much as it hurts me to say, I think I would be ready to give up Natchez. You know, he's the name that comes up, right? And it's not because you don't like him i I know brad and i have said this before i mean yeah you know the drop passes to no one and the pirouettes and things that he does can get a little bit annoying 
but you see the goals that he scored, like the the one against the Hawks, where Mrazek, like he he deked through three people and three feet from the net he went bar down. You have any idea how hard it is to put a shot bar down from just three feet away from the the net? Like it's, I that's just pure skill, right? The thing is, yeah. Natchez is the one piece that would guarantee that you get something good in return because everyone, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's, he's the chip that would say, yeah, you know what? It's okay if we get, you know, this guy, like a really big name guaranteed goal scorer kind of thing. Right. He would have to be part of it. Wouldn't he uh, like Brad? Yeah. I don't, that's so really the name, right? Um, so Marty, the problem with Marty Natchez is he's an RFA at the end of the year. Team control. So the team's at all the leverage. He can hate his contract. He can hate whatever they offer him. But at some point, if he wants to play, he's he's going to sign. I I would go. There's one target I would go after in principally because he should not cost you Marty Natchez. Right. Because we, we need to add scoring, not replace scoring. Um, right. I am all over uh, the Ducks' Adam Henrique. Ooh. Okay, here's a guy who's a UFA after the season. He's not going to resign in Anaheim. They're terrible. He's going to go somewhere else. Okay, yeah. it's five point eight million dollar cap hit, but in Anaheim, who's not good? Okay, let's just put it that way. Anaheim yeah. is a uh, let's see, Dumpster they are the fire? like fourth worst team in hockey. Yeah, he's put up sixteen goals, twenty one assists for thirty seven points. If you could bring him in for as a rental. He's your fourth best scorer, goals and total points. And because he's a UFA after this year and he's on the end of a deal and you just want him as a rental, we're talking prospects. We're talking, you know, draft might you pick. have to give up a Suzuki or a Moro or something for him? I think so. Yeah. Draft pick. Yeah. Do I care about giving up a number one draft pick? I, I don't care about giving up a first rounder. The Hurricanes draft better than the second round anyway. So I'm looking for guys that I don't have to get up, give up scoring for in order to get yeah. scoring. And the list is fairly short, but Henrique is the one that stands out to me that could be that guy, right? The big so he's he's a left winger which gives you, you know, it's it's not as fluid maybe as a center, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um yeah. you know, if if you um I'm sorry, he he is a center. I I lied. So you slot him to to 2C. Okay. You move KK down to the fourth line where he excelled earlier in the year, where the pressure wasn't on him and he was doing great, right? That also yeah. gives you a little more opportunities to move like Nazan and Drury around. But if I'm done, that's the person I'm calling about because it should not cost you an arm and leg. You know, it, it should be purely as a rental. I know Don likes guys with term. Too bad, Don. Like, yeah. resign him if if you think that's you know what you want to do. But yeah, but for a guy who puts up his numbers for that cap hit and it's a rental, you don't have to give up a top nine forward. We right, we we need all the ones we have plus one, so you can give up something a little less. So, Brad, let me. And you started answering it. I was just going to say the be the fly in the ointment, and here's the problem that. Mr. Waddell has to deal with is if you want to not give up 
you know, any of your talent in the lineup right now, and you're looking for that rental that'll cost you maybe a couple of prospects and a pick or something like that. The fly in the ointment is where do you put them and what does it do to the guys that are already in the lineup? Like right now, it's very difficult positioning people around it. You add someone like Henrique in who's great. Like you say, where does everyone go and who's the odd person out? Because the forwards look pretty good right now. They've been playing well. Caratu, do you, I mean, do you have the answer? Who's the, who's the odd person out in, in our forwards? That's really, yeah, that's a tough question right now. Like, is that he was a center? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Henrique is a center. That's hard. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he would probably have to play like a. Um, yeah. It's tough. You yeah, know what? Care uh, to? I'm I sorry. Was... I keep asking these really hard questions, and it's like, <laughs> no, it's like a good, I'm it's grilling you and stuff like that. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> it's a hard question. Yeah, it's 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 good question. No, I would say, well, for this, I think for the centers, basically, the centers you can't like put away are like, uh, well, Aho obviously. Yeah. And then I think, uh, well, can't really put Jordo away. Like at least you need him at least at least yeah. for the face off. It's, it's nothing no else. No question. Yeah. yeah, but like. Uh, and of course, you wouldn't put Henrik the third or fourth line anyway, so it wouldn't make sense anytime. Just that the lines have been like, there's been so much like uh, ping pong with these lines that who plays and where that it's yeah. really hard to say. Because you would have to keep, make Henrik like a, a like a second line center or something. Yeah. That, that would just... mean like, a, it has been like a second. Yeah. Actually, have got a hard time like really thinking who would actually be a second line center right now because it seems to change every game. It yeah. does. So, so against the stars, right? I would do Svechnikov, Aho, and Jarvis. I'd get Jarvis off the third line. He's making that line go, but I think we can move him. Yeah. Jury slotted in as the 2C last night. So pull Jury out and just slot in Henry. Instead of yeah. Henry Bunty Natchez, that that's a deadly looking line. If you're the opposing team, you're not wanting to play against that line either. No. So then you still have Marnook and Stahl, right? And you got to do something there. So could Jury, as he's played pretty well, could he help maybe get that line going? I don't know. Right. But it gives you another option. Yeah. If yeah. not, if not, could you move Turbo up because Turbo's. Excellent defensively. I don't know if he could get them going the way that Jarvis has, but you're flexible, right? And then for a fourth line, then you could have any combination of Jury, Teravinen, Kokanyami, and Nazan. Where yeah, and lost. That would make and sense. Some will somebody out of the starting group has to sit, right? Yeah, I don't know yeah. that it's Fost. I would even maybe want to put Fost back on the third line as the first experiment to see if they can get recapture that magic and then no offense to kk but if you're not scoring goals he is doing a lot of things well you know 
maybe he, you know, maybe he sits for, you know, you rotate guys out of that fourth line. You can rotate out, you know, Kokanyami and Drury yeah. or Faust or Teravine. And it's, it's better to have, as much as we don't like it, it's better to have too many great forwards and not enough. Yeah. But I know that Henrique can make this team better. Yeah. Definitely. Would, I, to me, I think if, if you had, if, if you get anyone in, if they bring anyone in, someone's going to have to come out. Probably, and someone would have to come right. out if only for the cap space. I mean, that's the other issue and all of that. Isn't it glad we all said, every one of us has said, uh, man, am I glad we're not Waddell? <laughs> <laughs> because, man, there's so much to consider and, in all of this. And we only need to free up like... Not even a million bucks of cap space. It's not a lot. Mm, still you know? difficult though. It is. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it would be easy. And, and we all hate to sit a guy who's who's earned his way in, but yeah. My goodness. You you <laughs> you started the year not playing like a cup contender, and now you're playing like a cup contender. Go be a cup contender. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Care to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I, one of the things that I've always said about the, this podcast that I like the most is the fact that we're far reaching and we've got Kaniacs all over the world that we open the door to, to welcome in. And we love hearing their stories. We love talking to them and you're, you're one of You're one of my favorites. Had I known you had been right near the band at the outdoor game, I would have found you because man, oh man, that was such a great time. The fact that you were there and the fact that you got to see, you know, Brad in the hall of fame game too. I mean, that was outstanding as well. You're such a great guest. So knowledgeable. You make this a better storm seller to be in. Thank you so much for joining us. Nice to hear. Brad. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, absolutely. Anytime, anytime. We'll have you back anytime. Uh, Brad, we've talked about a lot. I've grilled care to with terrible questions. (laughs) I put her, put her on the spot. Uh, I've, we've, I've been the fly in the ointment. We've done so many things. We are getting ready for the week ahead. Uh, beat the crap out of the the Sabers, okay, guys? Today, well, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just we have what Minnesota next, them. and then yeah, let's it's you know, be tough. Have, let's get those wins. Let's don't go two and one this year. Let's go. Let's go. You know, let's go yeah. three and zero oh this week. Three and zero oh this week. Let's have it. But there's something missing again, Brad. Mm. Something missing. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, I just thought of it. Go Canes. Go Canes. Go Canes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a Kaniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. 
You can reach us via email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.